Welcome to another edition of the Down the Road Podcast. Nick Runowitz here, voice of your Lakeland Magic. Appreciate you joining us for another episode here on the pod. A great conversation set up for today's episode with the president of the G League, Sharif Abdur-Rahim. He took over as the G League president in January of 2019, and since then they've announced the addition of two teams. The G League Select Team as part of that Pathway to the Pros program that is taking some of the top high school players away from the NCAA. We'll talk to him about that and whether or not it's a threat to the NCAA and, of course, a team out of Mexico City, the Capitanes that will be joining the G League in 2020. I'll also talk to him about the reputation of the league, how it's grown since he became the commissioner, and a whole lot more. Let's get to that conversation with Sharif Abdul-Rahim. Sharif, I, I know you're very busy this time, so I really appreciate you giving us a little bit of your time. How are, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you Thank you for having me, and, and I, hope, I hope all is, is well on your end, too. Same thing with you. Th- things are doing all right. Of course, uh, you know, we're, we're starting to get a little bit of a better feel when we may get back to, to basketball, when we may get back to some semblance of, of what we might call normal. Um, uh, let, let me start with that for you, Sharif. Uh, during this COVID-19 pandemic, I know that uh, you, you call New York home. I'm not sure if you're up in New York now, but uh, what have you been up to? How is this? How has this gone for you and uh and 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 kind of managing the the G League and and the G League season during all of this. Well, you know, this has this has been an unprecedented uh, event for all of us. You know, and and first and foremost, um, it's been about the safety and, and health of of people. And, you know, that's where we we tried to focus first on. Um, and you know, to your to your point, I'm, I'm, I reside. My family and I reside in, in, in the New York, New Jersey area. So you know, we're in, we were in somewhat of a, a hot a hot bed, so to speak, for um, COVID nineteen. But as a as a league, um, what we tried to do, you know, again is you know make sure that our people, our team, our staff, our players were were safe and healthy. Um, Try to communicate and, and offer as much support as we could to our teams, uh, and then finally use the opportunity to be creative and find new ways to do things. We we've had some strategic pro- uh, projects that we've been working on for some time, and we felt that this was an opportunity you know, not to put those to the side, but to really lean in there. So um, we're launching two teams next season. Um, you know, one Mexico City. We previously announced that. Um, and then during this uh, suspension of play and, and everything, we, we announced that we will launch a, a team for elite young players next year. Um, so both we're excited about both, uh, excited to continue to, to work with our teams and you know bring back the, the G League at the appropriate time. Yeah, you, you say at the appropriate time, I want to make sure that we get to the Pathway to the Pros program because that coming out during all of this has been a real discussion point, especially with college basketball. But uh, you mentioned the return of the G League season. Uh, where where do, just just because I've, I've not seen much of an update, where do we currently stand with this season? Is it postponed? Is it canceled? Where, where does the league currently stand as, as we've heard more about an NBA return but not necessarily a G League return? 
Yeah, well, we, we continue from, from the very beginning of the suspension to being locked up with the NBA. Um, you know, some, of, some of our realities are a little different than uh, the NBA. So, you know, as the NBA sees momentum is, is um, leaning towards ramping back up to, to returning to the court, we'll, we'll spend time evaluating what this time means for, for us and what's the right, what's the, what's the right approach um, for us for the rest of this season. Um, so you know more more to come more to come there, uh, but we're we're continuing to to evaluate. Absolutely, and and an opportunity to kind of evaluate the season that uh, we just had. Uh, you were named the G League president uh, in January of 2019. Since then, you know we we have 28 teams in the league. Like you said, you've announced two more. Let, let's get to the G League uh, pathway to the pros program, which. Uh, was quite a surprise for for some people, at least in in some of the new news that came out. And guys like Jalen Green and Isaiah Todd decided to forego playing either overseas or going to college. Um, what feedback, I guess, have you gotten maybe from some fellow players from from your day or some guys in the league about this program? Have you heard a lot of positive things? Have you heard a lot of questions? What's been some of the reaction that you've heard that you've kind of taken note of? Um, all the, the 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 feedback that I've received from you know the basketball community, the NBA community has been positive. Um, you know, I, I think you know folks are excited and interested to see how it all comes together. But um, you know, it's, it's been an exciting time as it relates to to our, our work with with young players. Take me a little bit through the process, I guess of how these players are selected because um, working in, in sports radio like I do, working in the G League, the number one thing I've heard is, you know, all this is going to be a death knell to, to the NCAA in college basketball, but I don't think people realize that it's, it's going to be just a select number of potential college athletes, of, of basketball players. What, what's the process been like kind of figuring out who would have the option of going into this pathway to the pros program and, and who wouldn't? Yeah, well, we, we have, we have, um, you know, I'd say over the last 18 months mm-hmm. had a, had, had a process of going out and just educating, um, you know, the basketball community, elite prospects about what we offer uh, with our professional path program. And, you know, I, I'd, I'd say, this is really for, to your point, a unique group of young men um, that are tracking towards the NBA. You know, it's not something that is, you know, open for, you know, every, every, uh, every, every, you know, potential college student, student athlete. Uh, so in that sense, I don't see it as a, a true threat to, to college basketball, college athletics. I think there will be, you know, a select group of young men every year that will that will do this, um, and there'll be a large majority that that go and continue to to you know enjoy college. You uh, you guys launched this program actually prior to the 2019-2020 season, and there was a thought maybe there'd be you know one player, two players, maybe you know someone like a Lamelo Ball who decided to go to Australia and RJ Hampton who of course went to Australia as well but in, instead in that in that first class you actually you, you didn't have anybody 
and now getting ready for next season, at least as we stand, Jalen Green, Isaiah Todd, uh, Desheen Nix, and Kai, uh, Kai Soto, who's, who's an international player, have been announced as, as pathway to the pros players. Um, I, I guess the money is one thing, of course, and you guys upped what the salary would be. Um, was it that? Was it adding more to the program? What was, the, what was a big change that, that maybe made this more appealing to potential players to choose this over college or playing overseas? Yeah, I think it's I think it's a I think it's the complete offering, um, if you will, and you know obviously you know the finances are always important, but you know I think it's the the ability to you know have a team dedicated to um, the young man. Um, I think it's you know our approach and what we explain to them about. How we'll take take a, a, a interest in helping them develop the exposure they'll have to the NBA network, um, what we offer off the court as it relates to education and, and life skills. So it, it, we really worked hard at putting together a comprehensive program, and I think all of that considered is is what has uh, driven these young men to to choose the G League. And and you're you're a you're a 13 year NBA you know vet. Uh, you played in the league. You were an executive in the Sacramento Kings um, uh, organization, of course. I mean, you've you you played in in multiple organizations. Like, how much of your your own uh, experience in the league uh, helped you have kind of you know helped you put together this program with some of you know some of the other people that, of course, you were working with. I'm sure. Um, I, I guess I, what, 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 what from your experience playing kind of told you, Hey, we're going to need to have this, that, or, or something else, I guess, for some of these kids. Yeah, I, I think I've, I've been able to, you know, lean on, you know, lean on, on, on my experiences. Um, but I've also, you know, it's a different, you know, it's a different, um, you know, it's a different platform now. Mm-hmm. And I've tried to also, you know, understand the needs of, the the young men you know today of, of the players today and you know have you know have a, a infrastructure that would support that I think that's most important is to understand what what the young men we're trying to support today um, need or want. Sharif, how do you how do you see the the schedule working with this team? I guess because. You know, there's there's some information available that we've had. Of course, you're going to have these kids on some sort of a select team, right? You're going to fill the roster with other G League vets, players, maybe maybe you know some some guys that are going to help them learn how to be pros. Um, and I've I've heard, I guess they're going to play other select teams and and maybe have some sort of a role in the G League showcase. What what kind of a schedule do you see these these kids playing when this this team does launch? Hopefully, you know in the in the twenty 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 one season. Well, we 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 we've said you know the the great thing we have is we have the infrastructure of the G League. So, um, in addition to that, you know, from an NBA standpoint, we have the connections um, across the globe with you know our academies and uh, other leagues, um, national teams. So we'll take we'll take advantage of. You know, all of that that network, and and it'll be, um, you know, some competition in the G League, but it'll also be, you know, depending on the environment, um, some of the games against our academies or other 
you know, leagues around the world that we're we're connected to. Sharif Abdul-Rahim, president of the G League, joining us here on uh, the Down the Road podcast. Uh, Sharif, I, I, I think the reputation of the G League um, and, and how it's changed over the last, uh, I'd say, three, four, five years really has given you guys an opportunity to do this and open up the opportunity to have some of these kids forego college, forego playing overseas. When I got in the league when um, the Lakeland franchise was launched three years ago, I didn't realize how good this league is. Um, how many people do you run into that maybe, you know, that you, you that don't understand exactly what a high quality of basketball the G League is? Because I do think people take for granted how good these players are um, and 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 what a what a level it takes to kind of even make it in in the G League, let alone the NBA. No, I think I think across the board, you know, you know I'm always uh, in touch with people, and people are always amazed, um, especially when you when you start, you know, you know, kind of recalling some of our alums, so you know, players like Seth Curry and and, and Quinn Cook, Joe Harris. You know, this year we had our first. Um, G League alum starting in, in the All Star game and Pascal Siakam. So when I, I'm not sure that their folks um, appreciate that. You know, a couple years ago um, in the finals, or just this past season in the finals, you had um, Golden State and, and Toronto. You know, and between the two teams, you had 16 players that had G League experience. You had Nick Nurse, who um, was a former G League head coach. So more and more, you know, our league. Is, is you know really becoming um, just a, a hotbed for talent you know across the board, both on the court, off the court, um, on the sidelines, um, and, and it's exciting. Yeah, and you've you've had some coaches make it there too. I'm not sure if you mentioned Nick Nurse or not, but I mean Nick Nurse, who spent some time coaching in the league. Mike Miller is the interim coach for the New York Knicks. So the G League's not only shown that it's it's turning out players it's turning out coaches as well and and that's something else it's been an opportunity I think for the league to not only train coaches but train referees I mean I've seen a lot of referees on NBA sidelines that we've seen on G League sidelines and that has to be something that that you're proud of as well yeah absolutely and, and it's, it's a part of you know, the network of development that we have um, you know our officials I think is somewhere around 80 percent of our officials now um, come through the G League, uh, so you know all of all of that. You know, young professionals that are starting out, um, broadcasters and, and media personalities um, are, are getting their their start in our league, and, and that's exciting. It is. Uh, you you mentioned, of course, that there are two teams that are going to make their debut in the 2020 season. Uh, well, the next G League season, whenever whenever things get started again. Uh, the other one is a team that's going to be. Uh, in Mexico City, the the Capitanes. Um, you guys announced that back in December um, during the G League showcase. Uh, it'll be the 29th G League of, uh, G League team for uh, for next season. How how do you see that relationship working with the team in in Mexico City and 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 what are your expectations for that for them launching their first season? Well, we are excited about having the Capitanes. Join the G League. Um, it will be the first. We'll be the first North American sports league to have a team in Latin America. Um, I think it, it gives us the opportunity as a league to um, c- 
continue or to be a part of the continued development of basketball across Latin America. And the NBA has a long history um, in, in, in Latin America and Mexico. Um, in, in addition to that, um, it gives us uh, the opportunity to expand our network and our following across Latin America. We're excited. We're excited about that. We're excited about the learning and learning of a, a new market. And then to the competition of inviting the Capitanas into our league, um, their team will be made up of, you know, a, a mixture of Latin-born um, players. You know, they, they are a team that is currently or were, was currently playing in a, a, a local league in, in, in Mexico, the LNP, LNB uh, P League, um, and they'll they'll come out of that league and, and join the G League. So they, you know, have an infrastructure of a team. Um, they have, you know, some players that they want to retain, but they'll also pull from our pool of players in the G League. That's interesting. How how long had, had this been in discussions, I guess? How long? I know that you took over in January, but um, or, or January 2019. Um how how did this kind of come about for them to jump from one league to another? And and of course, I know the NBA has played some games in Mexico City, so there had to have been some interest in in the market, as you just said. But how long had this been in the works before you guys announced it in December? Oh wow, this is this dates back. You know, it predates me, and you know, dates back a, a couple of years. Oh. Um, and you know, just things came together this past season where we were able to complete the deal, but it's something that we've been working on for a number of years. So you'll have 29 teams with them next season. Now, there's still two NBA teams. Um, there, there's still two NBA teams left that don't have a G League team, Sharif. Um, you've got, you know, Portland and you've got Denver. They don't have a team. Are you on the phone with them just every single offseason saying, hey, can we can we get you into a G League franchise here so we can get 30 for 30? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a continued conversation. Um, you know, obviously, we we want to get to to thirty teams, um, and and we we'll get there. I think the the question at this point is more of, um, you know, more more when than if. Um, you know, obviously, the current environment has kind of you know slowed you know those conversations down a little. But you know, I expect once you know we resume playing and restart the business that that we'll be having those conversations. And it will be a rule, right, that one of them has to own Erie for at least one season, right? I feel like that's the rule that you guys have in the front office. That <laughs> you have to cycle Erie, through Erie. Erie, 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 has been, Erie has been a great partner um, of the G League. We're extremely appreciative of the Erie community. And, um, you know, somehow Erie continue, continues to, to hang in and, and stay connected to our league, and we, and we love it. Yeah, they're a great franchise. Every time they come down, love their coaches, love their players. Their front office has been unbelievable in the G League uh, for years, of course, even dating back to uh, to Orlando's affiliation. Uh, I I wanna I wanna ask you about because you you know you have an opportunity to reflect on on this past season. Even though you know you, you, we we fell just short of the playoffs before things got postponed, we'll see what happens. But you did get, get a chance to reflect, I'm sure, a little bit on the year and maybe on some of the rule changes because some of the fun, some of the growth of the G League is is the rule changes. And, and this year you guys had the experimental free throw rule 
where, of course, she had the free throw that was worth one, two, or three points for the first 46 minutes. The final two minutes of the fourth quarter went back to the more traditional rules. Uh, what did you think of that rule? Did you feel that it was a successful one? And, and, and kind of what was your takeaway from the first season of that? I enjoyed it. You know, I, I tell you, I had some hesitation, um, you know, about about the rule going in. You know, just kind of, I guess, as a as a traditionalist, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, the more and more I, I watched our games, one, you know, the thing that caught me is that you know, it 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 didn't disturb the game. It, it wasn't something that jumped out to me. So you know, I felt it it, it wasn't you know it wasn't you know changing our game, so to speak. And you know, you felt the game moving at a, at a higher at a higher pace. But, you know, the thing that really excited me is, is the more and more I, I would talk to, you know, just my colleagues around the NBA, around the G League, that, you know, they liked it, you know. And, and I'm saying, you know, more traditional basketball folks. So, you know, I, I, I don't know that it's something that will find its way into the, you know, NBA. But, you know, I, I like it. You know, we like, we like, we like the rule. Um, at the league office, and you know it really you know allows us to you know lean into you know our role as being the innovation R and D component of you know the NBA. Yeah, I think something else that that some people miss too, and I I think you've mentioned this on a couple of interviews. So I'm I'm sorry if I'm just rehashing something for you, but for a lot of players when they're in practice, either in college or the NBA, like that's how it works, right? You shoot one free throw, it's worth two when you're scrimmaging or something. So it's not much of a change for some players because they're practicing that way. Yeah, not at all. It's not at all a, um, a new concept. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's one that was kind of kind of different. It took some time getting used to, but I I came to enjoy it as well. And the other thing that you guys had an experimental uh, rule run through the G League, and this one actually made its way up to the NBA was the coaches challenge. Um, I'm not quite sure whether or not that's going to stick at the NBA level, but from a G League perspective, what have you thought of the coaches challenge in the way that it's worked in the G League? Um. You know, well, you know, the coaches' challenge entered entered the um, NBA this season. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little, it's a little different. The coaches' challenge in the NBA is a little different than what we have in the NBA. But you know, I, I've enjoyed it. I think it's gone over, um, you know, well in the NBA. It's become a nice, um, a, a nice addition. And again, you know, I, I enjoy just seeing that connection between the NBA and the G League and it really, uh, you know, illustrating one of the roles that we play. Sharif, you, you spent some time working in the NBA League office, of course, um, and now you're you're here in the G League um, in, in a league role as well. And a big part of that is kind of some hearing about some changes either to league rules or something. Can you tell me what the strangest Rule change suggestion, you know, tip text or something somebody gave you that you've heard maybe. I mean, the free throw one is some, something that people thought was a little different. What's something that you've gotten where you've just said, okay, now that would be weird to see on a basketball court? Is there anything strange? Oh, wow. Um, that's a good one. Um, you know, we, we, we tested in the G League, we tested a, a a couple of years ago, a four-man officiating crew, um, and that was that was different, uh, just optically. Uh-huh. Uh, folks have have talked about with the emergence of 
um, three-point shooting. Folks have talked about testing, taking out, you know, some parts of the, the three-point shots or maybe, you know, taking out the, the corner threes, for example. Um, and, you know, and all of that, again, you know, just seems so, um, you know, foreign to us. But, you know, we, we love the idea of at least trying testing, even for some, you know, some small sample size. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure there's anything, again, like even with the one for two free throw rule, the thing that, you know, you, you, you notice is it doesn't disrupt the game. So if it doesn't disrupt the game and it's not something that, you know, makes the game um, more difficult for our players, then, you know, it, you know we can, in, in some way, we, we're fine um, trying new things. Absolutely. It's been fun to see some of the, the rule changes, and especially when some of them make to the NBA level uh, in the G League over the uh, the past few years. Uh, l- let me uh, let me ask you a little bit about the, the winner showcase, because we've seen that grow over the last few years. Um, is 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 that an event that, that you've been very happy with over the last few years? Is it something that you guys are still going to try to do more with? What did you think of the Winter Showcase where you guys kind of got like a midseason tournament in there as well? I, I thought it was an interesting change this season. Yeah, I think, it, I think it's great. Um, you know, I, I do. I, I really notice how we've been able to um, elevate the brand of the G League and kind of own a moment in time. Uh, and what we're doing with our partnership with MGM uh, is exciting. Um, and, you know, I think it's only going to get better. You know, this year we, we tested out our kind of midseason tournament and we added a, a element where the players and teams, who the team that won our midseason tournament could win a, a pot of money. And, and that was exciting for the, for the players and made the, I think made the competition um, more exciting. So, so we'll continue to look at look at things like that. But that, you know, our, our winter showcase is, is really, um, you know, our bit that we're we're becoming really really excited about. Yeah, and to have it on ESPN two this year and and a chance to kind of see it see it on television was a ton of fun here in here in Florida. And and I know uh, I know our players in Lakeland really enjoyed it too. So uh, I think it's been successful. I. I, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm interested to see where that grows moving forward. Sharif, let, I'll, I'll get you out on this. I appreciate all the time that you've given us today. Um, looking ahead, looking into the future, and I know we're kind of at a time where it's tough to look into the future. Um, what, what's, what's your goal for the G League, let's say, in, you know, three to five years or so as this kind of continues to grow not only in franchises but in brand and reputation? What, what's a goal moving forward for, for you for the league? Yeah, we want to we want to continue to to grow our league. Um, you know, we want to get to thirty teams. Um, we want to continue to grow um, awareness of our league, um, the audience that that our league um, has. We want to be. Uh, we want the, the value, obviously, of, of our teams to increase. But you know, we want to. You know, most importantly, we want to stay true to to our core tenets of you know, being a platform for. Um, you know, people to develop, for communities to engage, and to you know, try new and exciting um, technologies, innovations, new ways of doing things. Um, so, you know, those you know, if, if we can we can achieve those. We'll, you know, I think we'll we'll continue to to be heading in the right direction. 
Absolutely. Sharif, I really do appreciate the time. Um, thank you very much. I, I know that you're a busy guy, so we'll let you go. And uh, we hope to talk to you down the road, and we look forward to, to G League basketball getting going again real soon. Yep, thank you. Looking forward to it. 